Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm not sure who to root for between these two lovely contestants who have joined us. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, we, we have two people who went to Duke University with Carter, um, one of whom is now married to Carter. Um, so that might tip the scales uh, in, in favor of one of them. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, let's meet these two lovely people. Uh, first, we have Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. Um, like, yeah, went to Duke. Uh, just trying to break triple digits today. That's the goal. Uh, well, I, I think you read the right Wikipedia page to break triple digits. So um uh anyway uh thank you for being here eric and we also have margaret hi i'm margaret i'm the wife um (laughs) and my uh, fun fact about me is that i've never broken one of my own bones uh that that is a very fun fact i i fortunately share that fun fact with you about myself so hopefully we'll uh keep that streak alive for a while (laughs) at any rate uh, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, so round one is our first general knowledge round, where they each get five multiple choice questions, and questions are worth 10 points each. So just guess the right answer, and you get those 10 points. All righty, Eric, you're up first. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Okie dokie. Question one. Which of the following is the name of one of the kittens in the Aristocrats, sorry, the Aristocats, the Aristocats, um, A, Berlioz, B, Beethoven, or C, Brahms. Oh, wow. Um, I do not know this one. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with C, gut feeling. Um, it's actually Berlioz. Um, and that kitten was, of course, named for the French composer, Hector Berlioz. Uh, the other two kittens were Marie, named for Marie Antoinette and Toulouse, named for painter Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec. Very good pronunciation. Thank you. Yeah, it's almost as if I'm in school for um, opera. Anyway, question two. Uh, The Willis-Campbell Act passed in 1921 tightened restrictions around medically prescribing what? A, morphine, B, cocaine, or C, alcohol? Um, I haven't heard of cocaine or alcohol being medically prescribed, so I'm going to go with morphine on this one. Um, it was actually alcohol, uh, believe it or not. The uh, the act went into effect two years after the ratification of the 18th Amendment, which instituted prohibition in the United States. It limited the number of alcohol prescriptions doc- doctors could write, uh, the amount of alcohol in each prescription, and specifically banned beer from being prescribed. Interesting. <laughs> Did not know that. But what yeah, about the I, poor country singers? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll have to ask somebody who was alive in 1921. Question three. Um, Manfred von Richthofen was better known by what nickname? A, the Flying Dutchman, B, Diegermeister, or C, the Red Baron? Ooh, I don't know who that is. Uh, name sounds Dutch, so I'm going to go with A. Uh, he's actually German, and uh, he's the Red Baron. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, World War One flying ace, uh, flying I'm Dutchman was sad. a the flying Dutchman was a legendary ghost ship doomed to wander the seas forever and never reach port. And of course, I made up Diego Meister. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, question four: Which of the following mountains in Washington is not located in a national park? A. Mount Adams. B. Mount Rainier. Or C. Mount Olympus. 
Um, so I know Mount Rainier is a national park. I know there's Olympic National Park. I don't know if I've heard of Mount Olympus specifically, but it sounds like it's probably an Olympic National Park. And I'm pretty sure Mount Adams isn't in a national park. So I'm going to go with Mount Adams. That is correct. Mount Adams is divided between the Mount Adams Wilderness, which is located in, uh, which is part of the Gifford Pincho National Forest and the Yakima Nation. Rainier and Olympus are in Mount Rainier National Park and Olympic National Park, respectively. Yeah. Olympus, Mount Olympus is the high point in that national park. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And finally, question five. In human sound production, okay, in vocal production is what I mean, which of the following cavities is exclusively an example of forced resonance as opposed to free resonance? A, the nasal cavity, B, the oral cavity, or C, the chest cavity? Uh, could you repeat? I think you were breaking up just a tad bit. Was Lovely. it nasal, oral, or chest? Um, yes, nasal okay. cavity, oral cavity, chest mm, cavity. I think we is... had a conversation about this in the... Oh, we may have actually. We had. I remember just a brief conversation. I can't remember if I think it was nasal cavity, if I remember correctly, but could be wrong on that one. Um, so the the exclusive the, the example of um, forced resonance that's only forced resonance is actually the chest cavity, um, since there is no route for air to escape, um, and ah. the chest is directly attached to the actuator. Uh, is an example of forced resonance. The nasal cavity can sometimes be free and sometimes be forced, depending on whether the soft palate is raised enough to seal it off from the oral cavity. And the oral cavity um, and the vocal tract in general is a free resonator. So there you go. For those of you who are not um, contestants or Carter um, on this episode, uh, I have just turned my video off because my Wi-Fi is not good. So we're trying to help the situation by just routing my audio through. Friends, is it better now yeah i think it's coming through although we're all suffering from the lack of your friendly beautiful face oh well thank you hopefully at some point you can see my face again um, <laughs> but it won't be on this episode at any rate when we uh last saw each other um, margaret you were just about to begin your round one questions are you ready yes i am ready okay question one the northernmost point in the continental 48 states is located where a maine B, Michigan, or C, Minnesota? Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like Maine is too obvious. I'm going to go with Michigan because of the Upper Peninsula. Um, it's actually Minnesota, believe it or not. No! Uh, the Northwest Angle uh, is where the northernmost point is. You have to drive through Manitoba or take a boat to get there. Question two, Robin Roberts has been a co-anchor on what morning show since 2005? A, Today, B, Good Morning America, or C, CBS Morning News? I believe it is Good Morning America. That is correct. Uh, she made her debut on the show as a newsreader, as the newsreader in 2002, and she was honored with a plaque in Times Square earlier this year, commemorating her 20 years on the show. Yeah, she's a legend. She is, yeah. Question three. What 2013 single by Miley Cyrus is the singer's only number one hit? A, Wrecking Ball, B, Party in the USA, or C, The Climb? Oh, I can't believe she's only had one. I feel like you said 2013, right? 2013. 2013. That feels too late for it to have been Party in the USA. I'm going to say Wrecking Ball. That is correct. 
Party right. in the USA peaked at number two. Uh, and the what climb, a crime. Yeah. The climb uh, peaked at number four. And the climb was like 2007 or something like that. Um, that was like a country music hit for her. Yeah, that was her early stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wrecking Ball. Uh, question four. Which of the following national parks is not located in Utah? A, Arches, B, Mesa Verde, or C, Zion? Okay. The Arches is definitely there. Mm, I'm going to say Mesa Verde. That, that sounds is, like it would be further south. Um, it's it's not further south, but that is the correct oh. answer. Um, All right. <laughs> uh, it's in Colorado, so further east. Question five. This week, the sale of beer uh, was banned at this year's World Cup games, which are being hosted by what nation? A, the United Arab Emirates, B, Jordan, or C, Qatar? I was just talking about this before the call. I can't believe I got a soccer question and not, Eric. This feels so unfair. It's Qatar. It is Qatar, yes. Um, sales of alcohol in the tiny Middle Eastern nation are, in general, very tightly controlled. Don't worry, Eric, you're getting a sports question later. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. That is the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Eric at 10 and Margaret at 40. All righty, now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, in round two, you'll each get five questions on the same topic. Questions here are open-ended, and so they're worth 20 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent answer for 10 points. Alrighty. Well, um, I'll, I'll just preface this by saying that on the contestant information sheet that I send out to all of our contestants before the taping, um, I specifically say that if the uh, date that this podcast is being released happens to fall on a presidential birthday, that it's highly likely that that person is going to be the subject of the round two questions. And uh, Eric uh, mentioned that he read the Wikipedia page for one Franklin Pierce uh, beforehand. And it just so happens that on November 23rd, Franklin Pierce will be celebrating his uh, 218th birthday. And uh, so you both are going to get five questions about the 14th president of the United States, Franklin Pierce. So Eric. Oh, no. <laughs> are you ready? I think they're, I I, I think I they're reasonable. I actually think these are reasonable questions. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway, okay, Eric, here we go. Question one. Franklin Pierce is the only U.S. president to be from what state, nicknamed the Granite State? I believe it's New Hampshire. That is correct. Uh, before being elected president, Pierce was speaker of the New Hampshire House of Representatives and represented the state in both houses of Congress. Question two. Pierce studied at what liberal arts college located in Brunswick, Maine? Uh, was it Bodoin? Uh, pronounced Bowdoin, but yes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Bowdoin College. Uh, he graduated fifth in his class in 1824. Question three. Among his peers at Bowdoin was what novelist famous for writing The Scarlet Letter? Uh, I think it was Nathaniel Hawthorne. That's correct. Uh, the I two were, that one. <laughs> the two were famously lifelong friends, and Hawthorne wrote a biography of Pierce while he was running for president. Pierce was the one who found Hawthorne dead while the two were on a trip together in the White Mountains. Yeah. Uh, question four. Despite being from the North, Pierce was a member of what political party that, in those days, was the dominant party in most slave states? Um, was it the Whigs? 
not the Whigs, Margaret. Was it the Democrats? It was the Democrats, yes. Uh, he held Southern sympathies and believed that the abolitionist movement was a threat to the nation. And finally, question five. Among Pierce's cabinet was what Secretary of War who would later become President of the Confederacy? Babooch. Oh, the name's not coming to me. I don't, I don't know. Okay, Margaret? Is it Jefferson Davis? Jefferson Davis, yes. Uh, before uh, the Civil War, he uh, represented Mississippi in both houses of Congress. Alrighty, Margaret, are you ready for your five questions about Franklin Pierce? I am so ready. Alrighty, question one. In 1847, Pierce served as a brigadier general during what war? 1847? Was it the Spanish-American War? Not the Spanish-American War, Eric. Uh, was it the Mexican-American the War? The Mexican-American War. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Spanish-American War was about 50 years later. Okay. Uh, among other I things, should know that. He... Go ahead. Oh, I just said I should know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, among other things, he took part in the capture of Mexico City in mid-September of that year. And if you were listening to our previous episode of Trivia Over Tea, we explained the dubious... Um, nature of that war. Uh, at any rate, question two. While he was traveling with his family as the president-elect on January 6th, 1853, Pierce's son Benjamin was killed in a crash involving what mode of transportation? Huh. Was it a carriage? Um, uh, what, <laughs> I, I, hmm, what kind of carriage? What kind of carriage? Um, uh, I guess. Can I name a type of carriage is now the question. Um, was it a two-horse carriage? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Eric? Oh, was it a train? It was a train, yeah. Um, oh! Yeah. Uh, I was completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, train carriage. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 So I tried to prompt. But anyway, yeah, it was trains. Um, Benjamin Pierce was the last surviving child of Franklin and Jane Pierce and the accident thrust them both into depression. Jane Pierce did not make a public appearance as First Lady until 1855, nearly two years into her husband's term, and the president's performance was likely greatly affected by the tragedy. Question three. Perhaps the most significant piece of legislation that he signed in office was what act that repealed the Missouri Compromise by allowing newly admitted states to determine the status of slavery within their borders by popular sovereignty? Oh, man. I definitely knew this at one point in my life. Um, there's just no way I'm going to remember it. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> Eric, yeah. do you know? Uh, I think it was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. It is the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Missouri Darn. Compromise had banned slavery north of the latitude 36 degrees, 36 minutes north, except for Missouri, which was admitted as a slave state. If not for this act, both Kansas and Nebraska would have automatically been admitted as free states since they both lie north of that latitude. The passage of the Kansas-Nebraska Act in 1854 led to a series of clashes between pro- and anti-slavery settlers in Kansas known as Bleeding Kansas and accelerated the country's path toward the Civil War. Question four. Pierce's vice president, William Rufus King, was ill on Inauguration Day and was eventually sworn in while recuperating in what nearby island nation um was it the bahamas not the bahamas eric um i'm not sure was it cuba it was cuba yes 
Um, oh, shoot. I thought about Cuba. Yeah. Uh, it was still a Spanish colony at the time. Uh, and King was down there recovering from tuberculosis and died from the disease just 45 days into his term. He is the only vice president to take the oath of office on foreign soil. And finally, question five. Pierce was succeeded as president by whom? The last person to hold the office before Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. Um, 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 the 15th president. Um, is it James A. Garfield? No, not Garfield. Um, Eric? Hmm. Uh, just taking a guess. Was it, was it Buchanan? James Buchanan. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, both Pierce and Buchanan are criticized for their Southern sympathies, especially when it comes to slavery and their roles in failing to prevent the U.S. from entering a civil war. So there you go. Yeah, I, th I thought that went pretty well. Thank you for reading the Wikipedia page, Eric. That was that was. Uh, if I hadn't read the Wikipedia page, we would have both not of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Serves me uh, right for only skimming the document, assuming that I already knew how this worked. Well, and and. From a purely um, uh, gameplay standpoint, you do. I think I, I updated the uh, the document to include like a what topics might come up uh, section uh, earlier this year. So you probably haven't read that before. But at any rate, yeah. And you would think that um, if, if you're married to someone who you know is on the podcast regularly, they would warn you. But it turns mm. out, no. Hey, I haven't read it. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate your equality, Carter. He's being very neutral, and I don't appreciate it. But Carter, you've been a contestant on the show, so in theory, you should have read the contestant information sheet. Oh, I, yeah, that's a fair accusation. <laughs> the truth comes out. Oh, wow. At any rate, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please t uh, give us a score update? Yes, uh, the score is Eric with one hundred and twenty, and Margaret with sixty. Okay, now it's time for round three. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round three is a lot like round two, but you'll get five questions that are on a variety of topics, and questions share worth 30 points each, so your opponent can answer for 15 if you get it wrong. All righty, Eric, are you ready for your five questions? Yes, sir. Question one. What interstate highway traverses Lake Washington by way of Mercer Island in Seattle? Uh, I-90. That's correct. Uh, the freeway ends at I-5, just a few miles further west. Question two. On November 23rd, 1954, what major U.S. stock index closed above its pre-depression high, adjusted for inflation, for the first time since the market crash? Ooh. Uh, I feel like I'm going to embarrass myself on this one. Uh, uh, you said 1954. Was it the Dow? It was the Dow Jones Industrial Average, yes. Um, it closed oh, at nice. 381.17. On September 3rd, 1929, a mark that would not be surpassed until 1954. Question wow. three. I Feel Fine was what rock band's sixth number one hit of 1964? 1964. Ooh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm thinking, trying to think of 60s bands. Um, I'm probably going to embarrass myself again on this one. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to go with the Beatles. It was the Beatles. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Lucky The, the previous guess. five were, yes. I want to hold your hand. She loves you. Can't buy me love. Love me do. And a hard day's night. 
Yeah, I feel like the Beatles is just like a safe guess with anything involving 60s 60s music. rock. Yeah. Yeah. Question four. With its recipe patented in 1903, what soft drink is the second most consumed soda in the United States? Second most. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm thinking Coca-Cola is the first most. So I don't know, though, because that feels like around the right time. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with Coca-Cola. Uh, no, it's not Coke. Margaret? Oh, um, that would have been my guess, too. So I'm going to guess Pepsi. It is Pepsi. Yep. Uh, Coke is number one. Uh, it um, was makes sense. Pepsi, Pepsi was briefly supplanted by Diet Coke, but regained the number two spot in 2014 as sales of diet sodas plummeted due to concerns over artificial sweeteners and flavor. Yeah. Interesting. And finally, question five. As a member of the Seattle Mariners, what right fielder was named both AL Rookie of the Year and AL MVP in 2001? In 2001, Rookie of the Year? And MVP. Um... I'm going to go with Ichiro. It was Ichiro Suzuki. He was the first Japanese-born position player to be posted and signed by an MLB team. And by the time he retired in 2019, Ichiro had amassed 3,089 hits in the majors on top of the 1,278 hits he recorded while playing nine seasons in Japan's Nippon Professional Baseball League. Uh, Margaret, are you ready for your five questions? Bring it on. I have to redeem myself. Yeah. Question one. What interstate highway provides the main north-south link through central Tennessee, running through Nashville, and continues to places like Birmingham, Alabama, and Louisville, Kentucky? Well, that's got to be our old favorite, I-65. That is correct. It runs 121 miles in Tennessee. It is also interesting to note that I-65's northern and southern termini are in the central time zone, but it crosses into the eastern time zone in parts of Indiana and Kentucky. Question two. On November 23rd, 1991, what singer confirmed that he had AIDS and died the next day? Uh, it's Freddie Mercury. That's correct. He had been diagnosed in 1987, and he was just 45 when he passed away. Question three. What school did the Duke Blue Devils men's basketball team beat in the Final Four in 1991 after losing to them in the 1990 title game? UNLV. That is correct. Um, the University of Nevada at Las ha, Vegas ha, ha, ha. beat Duke 103-73 to in 1990, but lost to Duke in the national semifinal 79-77 to in 1991. And Duke went on to beat Kansas 72-65 to to secure the, the, to secure the school's first national title, first of five. Question That's four. Correct. What muscular organ plays the biggest role in vocal tract resonance, in determining vocal tract resonance? Interesting question. Um, is it the diaphragm? No, not the diaphragm. Eric? Oh. Ooh, that would have been my guess, too. What muscular organ? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, is the larynx a thing? I'm going to go with the larynx. Um, it is a thing. It's um, not a muscular organ. I was trying to think of what's the muscle in the throat. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's the tongue, believe it or not. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by forming different vowels with the tongue, the shape of the vocal tract consisting of the oral cavity and the pharynx uh, changes. And uh, that affects the resonance that you get. And finally, question five. 
what U.S. state has only three road border crossings with Mexico? Hmm. Only three road border crossings. Um, New Mexico? That is correct. Uh, they are oh. all with the state of Chihuahua. Yeah, because it has the shortest of the four, um, uh, the shortest border with Mexico of the four states that touch Mexico. Yeah. Alrighty, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Eric at 240 and Margaret at 195. Okay, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round four is our showdown. We each get the same three questions. And questions here are worth 40 points each. So, I'll ask you to... Uh, Make note of your answers in some way, whether that's writing it down or typing on your phone, whatever you'd like to do. Okie dokie. Eric, Margaret, are we ready? Ready? Okay. Question one. What French mathematician, physicist, and philosopher had an intense religious experience in a dream in 1654, which he documented in a writing called The Memorial? This was something really interesting that I learned this week. I had no idea. And this is definitely not a name that I had thought about since like high school physics, I think. That's probably where huh. I heard his name. I don't know. At any rate. So it's a name that we might have heard of, which is a clue it's, in it's, itself. Yeah. It's a name that you've <laughs> that you've probably heard of. Yeah. Oh, um, great. I'm gonna absolutely humiliate myself by naming somebody who was probably centuries later. Me too. I don't know. Okay. Well, um, Eric, who did you come up with? Um, I said Descartes, but I think he's like a philosopher. Okay, but I'm pretty Uh, sure that's wrong. Margaret, I uh, probably also came up with just a philosopher. I said Voltaire. Um, both wrong. Uh, this was Blaise Pascal. Um, oh, I have heard of him. Yeah. Um, it was after this dream that he began writing his first major, or that he began. Oh gosh, that was poorly written on my part um it was after this dream that he began writing his first major writing on religion the provincial papers i could have worded that much better that's okay we forgive you thank you uh uh, that's very sad anyway yeah pascal question two during how many presidents administrations was nancy pelosi speaker of the u.s house of representatives Okie dokie. Do we have answers? Eric? I'm going to guess three. Okay. Margaret? I wrote down four. It was four. Yeah. Yes. Um, when she became speaker for the first time in 2007, George W. Bush was still president. Um, and then uh, she was speaker for the first two years of Obama's term. A term. And then when she regained the speakership in 2019, you know who was president. And then the last two years were, of course, with President Biden. There you go, four, excuse me, four people. And finally, question three. What U.S. national park contains a triple divide peak where water on the west side drains to the Pacific, water on the south and east side uh, drains to the Atlantic via the Gulf of Mexico, and water on the north side drains to the Arctic Ocean via the Hudson Bay? Okay. Eric, what is your answer? Uh, I went with Rocky Mountain National Park. Okay. Margaret? I had a really dumb moment, and I wrote down Great Smoky Mountains thinking Rocky Mountains, but I did write down the Smokies. Okay. 
Well, even if you had written Rocky Mountain National Park, it would have been wrong. Um, Oh, good. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Uh, this is Glacier National Park in Montana. Oh. At 8,025 feet, Triple Divide Peak is the hydrological apex of the North American continent. So there you go. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? Looks like we have Eric with 240 points and Margaret with 235. Wow. Eric, you have won. Uh, congratulations. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Uh, thanks for having me. And I just want to say hi, hi Mom. Uh, so, yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Well, that was beautiful, Eric. Yeah. Thank you so much for Can being I on. Can I also say Go hi to it. Eric's mom? Oh, please, yes, please. Yeah, let's <laughs> hi, all say hi, hi to Eric's Hi, Mrs. Warbell. Hi, Mrs. Warbell. You don't know me, but hi. Um, I'll pass it along. Yeah, thank you. Carter, do you want to say hi to Eric's mom? Hello. fantastic well that's the uh that's our show for this week folks uh thank you eric and margaret for being on the show today as well as as carter zanke for being our scorekeeper and mason cook for composing the music all of today's questions were written by me uh thanks to well anyway we don't need to go into that right now um uh and thank you for listening please like and subscribe to trivia over tea uh on your, your favorite podcast app and leave us a review if you enjoyed it and check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, also at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account. I think we still have our Twitter account, Lord only knows at this point, um, which is at Twitter, Trivia Over Tea. I'm not on Twitter, so I don't pay attention to that. Um, and uh, tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33, or two weeks from now, when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We will see you in two weeks. Bye.